let's see what happens. <laughs> Welcome to another Yeg Podfest Crash Course. Once again, I'm Corey. And I'm Lisa. In our last Crash Course, we talked about how to make a podcast. And one of the things we mentioned was adding music to boost the quality of your show. We included a few places to get music either free or paid, but there's actually another route you can explore. And it's getting it right here, locally. On this episode, we're joined by musician Dave Von Beaker. We're excited to introduce you to him because he's a local artist. Dave, why don't you tell us about yourself? Sure. Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a local local artist, as you said. I've been playing music as Von Beaker, which is a really creative stage name that I don't know if you could tell, but I took from my own last name. Play pretty regularly, or I was, of course, up until March when none of us were playing regularly anymore, but. Since then, I've been uh, writing and recording from home and doing a lot of live streaming and and actually been able to do some kind of backyard, outdoor kind of shows the last month, which has been really nice again. So, yeah, love it. Now, diving right into the heart of why we're all here right now, when it comes to working with musicians and with content creators, cost can be such a huge barrier. There's often no budget for things like this. So how would you approach cost for your services? I think they kind of, things kind of go in different boxes. I mean, if there's something that's a passion project for me, sometimes I'll just do that for free just because it's experience for me. That's kind of where I am and what stage I'm at in my career right now is I want to get a lot of production experience under my belt. So I will do that from time to time. And I think that's totally fine. Um, and then there are other things where, you know, it's a more of a corporate gig or something where there is a budget. And then there's a rate that that I would give out for that as well. Another Another creative way to get around the payment thing that a lot of us artists will do for each other sometimes because we're all trying to help each other out and none of us are making very much money doing it is we will do kind of trades of service. I think that's a really good way to, to make things work. If you don't have a budget, it's a tricky situation. If you have a relationship with an artist already, it's pretty easy to, um, to go to them and say, uh, I'm doing this project. Uh, I would love to feature some music in it, but I was thinking, why not, you know, have some local music and I know you, is it something that maybe you would want to help me out with I'm happy to give you some exposure or whatever like that's an easier conversation to have with a with a friend or someone you know I don't know that I would Facebook message somebody out of the blue or whatever and have that same proposal because we all want to honor each other's time and and talent and stuff but if there's maybe a service that you could offer where you can't offer payment uh, then that's a great way to go about it too. So for instance, I know I've done work with video editors and things before where they could help me on uh, music video stuff or filming something or photographing something and I, I can help them by providing music for one of their projects or something. So that's a perfect kind of synergy between. So I think if you get creative and you think about connections, there's often something that you could offer in return and people making podcasts are usually uh, pretty creative hustlers. So we have <laughs> lots of weird things we can do, right? Yeah, and for for content creators, you know, to to discover the different variety of uh, talented local musicians such as yourself, you know, where where would you recommend that us content creators should go to discover artists locally? You know, I think you can find, you know, like on Fiverr or something like that, you can find big warehouses of people that would do this sort of work, right? But locally that doesn't really exist. So, and it's tricky because a lot of times the music that I do for a podcast is not going to be the same as the music that I'll play when I'm on the stage, right? Um, I like to kind of experiment and do different things. So you just never know what someone's capable of or what they enjoy. 
I don't think any of us mind being asked. We we all have learned how to say no very graciously to many things. So <laughs> it's all I think it's always okay to ask. Like Facebook is a great place. Instagram is a great place. You can go on Instagram and, and use uh, the hashtag Yeg Music, for instance, or Edmonton Music, all those sorts of things. So those searches are pretty powerful. Capital City Records is a great resource, actually, because they kind of have, you know, most of my favorite local artists have been put out through Capital City Records at some point. So uh, you can really go through there and find a who's who. And that's if you don't know what Capital City Records is, that's the Edmonton Public Library's um, service that they offer for local musicians where they it's kind of a kind of a record store just for Edmonton musicians, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, if I could go back and erase everything else I said, I would probably just say go to Capital City Records first. You kind of touched on an idea that we wanted to get to um, while you were talking about passion projects and being excited about working with people on on certain things. Um, how important is collaboration to you and your work? Um, it's increasingly important to me. I think COVID and this whole pandemic has made that clear because uh, I've I've gained a lot of capacity to do things on my own, but at the same time, it's like. I've hit a lot of my own limits of, okay, I know I can only take this this far because I'm, it's not the technology or the tools that are limiting me. It's like my vision and my ability and my experience. So being able to collaborate with artists uh, for that reason is huge. I also think it's a really good way, especially for local artists to grow their audience because it's kind of this Venn diagram thing, right? Your audience and my audience overlap and then we can reach out from there. So I've I've started doing more collabs. There's a project I'm working on right now that has quite a bit of collaboration. I think I'm waiting for like parts from four different artists like right now. When we're done here, I'm going to go listen to some vocals that someone sent me today. And I have no idea what they're going to sound like. So it's it's exciting. You don't ever get to be surprised when you're all, always working by yourself, right? So It's true. And actually, I was going to follow up with a question about some examples like what does collaboration look like or feel like for you yeah so I mean that's a pretty obvious one as a musician is just um, having you know guest guest artists on a song or co-writing a song even but it doesn't have to be the actual product I know Brendan Lyons who's an amazing drummer in the city he does a podcast uh, on video called drum talk or drum hangs where he's talking with drummers from all over the world like some of his drum heroes which I think is super cool and uh, and that's something I've did, especially earlier on in the pandemic, too. Some of my live streams, I would invite other artists to play on the live stream as well. And that was super fun. It was like stopped you from being so lonely. But it was also it's also just really life giving, I think, to work with with other artists. I feel like it'd be uncollaborative of us if we didn't give you this opportunity to do any uh, plugs uh, so that, you know, listeners can find about more about your music or get in touch with you about creative projects for podcasts. So plug away. <laughs> My music, musical world lives at uh, vonbeeker.com. It's pretty simple. So V-O-N-B-I-E-K-E-R.com. And you'll get everywhere you need to get from there. Same name on all the platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, all those places you'll find my music as well. And uh yeah, if you have an idea for a project, just send me an email. I always, I'm always open to, um, you know, I, I, I am pretty good at saying no when I need to say no, but I always, uh, even when I say no, it might be something else down the road, right? So I always like building those connections. I have a song coming out on October 9th. Tell all your friends. Stream it a thousand times. <laughs> well, we can definitely encourage them to do so, and hopefully that gives you a, a boost on launch day. 
yeah, if I could walk away with a whole quarter at the end of the of end of launch week from Spotify streams, that would be amazing. <laughs> Hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. Yeah. Well, I, I think that about wraps it up. Thank you so much, Dave, for sharing your knowledge and, and your time with us. Yeah, yeah, it would be a pleasure. I wish I had more kind of details to share with you because I because more of this was happening. I'd love to have this conversation in a year from now and just be able to talk about so many more projects that have happened because I think there's huge potential for people to work together. And when that starts, who knows what will grow around it, right? So, Thanks for listening to this Crash Course. Yeg Podfest is a production of LitFest and the Alberta Podcast Network, presented by Edmonton Community Foundation. This project was made possible by the Edmonton Arts Council's Connections and Exchanges Initiatives Grant Program and the City of Edmonton. Yeg Podfest is produced on Treaty 6 territory. We respectfully acknowledge and are grateful to present this event from this historical meeting place and home to many Indigenous nations, including the Cree, Nakota Sioux, Papas Chase, Blackfoot, Métis, and many others. We extend our hands in respect and friendship to the treaty signatories and all Indigenous nations and strive to honour the tradition of sharing stories on this land. 